Welcome everyone to the Blind Entrepreneur Podcast, where we help entrepreneurs and business professionals execute their vision by guiding them to profitability. Let's go! listening to episode 177 and today we have Jason Swank. Jason leads jasonswank.com, a unique media company and consultancy helping marketing agencies grow and scale their agencies faster by applying the framework that he used to grow, scale, and eventually sell his agency. Jason has helped over 20,000 agencies in 42 countries meet or exceed their business goals. Jason currently hosts two shows that are available for download, the Smart Agency Masterclass podcast, dedicated to providing tactics and strategies to agency owners and decision makers that cut through the BS, focus on exactly what works and what doesn't, and Swank Today, which I'm a fan of. We talked a little bit off air. Uh, it is a great concept, and I love the, the overall style and the artistic direction of it. It is a daily vlog that documents the entrepreneur journey of building another multi-million dollar business where he shares the latest strategies and answers the most burning questions entrepreneurs have. Jason, welcome to the show. Man, you should take a breath of air after that long bio. I mean, who the hell wrote that bio? Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, I think it provides a lot of good context because um, we need we need to know who we're talking to before we get into the uh, we need the validation, you know. We don't we don't want people to know that you're just some average Joe coming on the uh, on the show. Well, I'm just an average Jason, so. There you go. <laughs> well, before we get into the the heavy hitting questions, um, I have to talk about something that's really near and dear to my heart, and that is food. So imagine you just had the absolute best day of your life. Where are you going to eat, and what are you going to order? to make your day complete? Oh, that's easy. Uh, barbecue pizza at uh, Blue Moon. <laughs> Interesting. Okay. Yeah. So I, mean, I literally just it. had it a little while ago just for lunch. So uh, I treat myself every week to it. What's on it? We got to hear what's on uh, it. We got chicken, chives, that little uh, Canadian bacon, kind of ground it up, barbecue sauce, and, and something special in their dough. So it's uh, it's amazing. That sounds like the perfect vegan diet uh, starter package that you need. Oh, well, I got chicken on it, so. Oh yeah, no, that was just a joke. Um, <laughs> yeah, that that sounds like a heart attack on a sandwich, but or a heart attack on a pizza, but it sounds freaking awesome. So it's really good. Very cool. Are you are you washing it down with anything nice and cold, or is it just going to be straight pizza? Just water, man. I, I'm a water drinker. So there you go. I dig it. I vibe it. So without uh, further ado, the first real question that I have for you is. Tell me about a time that you felt lost or blind in business and how did you overcome those obstacles? Yeah. So, um, it was probably <clears throat> when I was running my digital agency, I was, we had about, I think 15 people at the, at the, at the time. And I remember going into one of our management meetings and looking at, um, we were making a decision if we want to invest in something and I looked at our bankroll or our uh, bank account. And, uh, yeah, like a bankroll. <laughs> and, uh, we looked at the bank account and I was like, holy cow, we don't have enough money to cover payroll coming up in two weeks. Mm. And I was just stressed out for a couple of weeks and it got to a point where my wife was like, dude, why don't you just quit? 
and go get a job. And at the time, we were probably around $2 million in revenue. We had 15 employees. Mm-hmm. Um, we were doing it for about six years. And I was like, well, maybe you're right. You know, Maybe it's time to just fold in the towel, go work mm-hmm. for someone. Maybe I'm not supposed to be an entrepreneur. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I started looking for a job, and I started uh, chatting with NASCAR uh, to be their CMO. And I was a race car driver at the time. And so that would have been a really cool job. Mm-hmm. And they asked me two questions that changed everything for me. And they said, what do you want to do every day of your life? And what don't you ever want to do ever again? And so as I was starting to, sorry, my voice is going through puberty right now. <laughs> um, but as I was starting to answer those questions, I was like, oh my gosh, I can create this within my agency. And we just started getting laser focused. And I think as entrepreneurs, we don't have that clarity of where we're going. A lot of us are accidental entrepreneurs and we just be, or we're reactive. And that's how I was up to this point. And I think it can get you to a certain level, but as, excuse me, as we got to this point, I got that clarity and I go, Oh, this is what we need to focus on. This is what I want to create. This is my why. And then it changed everything. And then we were able to, you know, a couple of years later, get to over eight figures, have over a hundred employees. And then we were eventually able to sell the agency. Hmm. Very cool. Now, what was it about marketing that has got you to have this path of entrepreneurship, agency life, helping agencies in particular, and then now doing the whole personal brand thing? Yeah. You know, I think it was all accidental. I mean, really. And then just kind of piecing, you know, drawing, connecting the dots. You know, I've always, I always say that no one wants to grow up being a digital agency owner, but I think I actually did because now you're probably a lot younger than me. I just turned 39 for the second time. (laughs) And I used to watch this show called Bewitch. And it was like this uh, lady that's a witch and this, her husband's uh, Darren, that's a uh, ad man, like an old uh, madman guy, and would always pitching ideas. And I always found that fascinating. So I actually went to school for marketing because I wanted to create TV commercials. I wanted to create videos. But when I went to school, I had an internship and all they had me doing was filling envelopes and licking stamps. And so I was like, this is marketing. And my dad at the time was like, you should go into computer, son. And I was like, all right, I'll do that. And so I kind of changed it. But I kind of got back into it after I sold my agency because when I was doing the agency, we were very technical. Like we built sites like LegalZoom. Um, We did, uh, you know, websites rather than any kind of video. So this go around after I sold, I didn't know what I wanted to do. And I had my old competitors reach back out to me. It was like, dude, can you help me? How'd you, how'd you sell your company? How'd you get Hitachi? How'd you get AT&T? And I started helping them out. And I was like, man, this could be something like after my wife was like, why don't you do this? Cause I was just bored sitting around and I was like, okay. I was like, well, I, I can create some videos. I can, uh, you know, do whatever I want. I don't have to really worry about anything. And then it just started leading to me building my personal brand where, you know, our whole goal is to be the number one resource in the world for agency owners. Mm-hmm. Now I'm going to, I, I want to get into both sides. Um, but the way that you answered that question, it makes me ask this question in particular. Huh? Um, agencies constantly dream of those big those big uh ticket customers Mm -hmm. what are some fundamental approaches that we could use today to obtain that type of customer the hitachis the uh what was the other brand that you mentioned um zoom lotus yeah Yeah. yeah, exactly yeah lotus cars i think 
Well, everything big starts off small. Mm. And when you understand that and you're not going to win the agency a record right off the bat, or if you're not trying to pitch them a million dollar deal right off right off the gate, then you have a chance. Uh, you know, I did an interview, one of my third interviews on the Smart Agency Masterclass, I think it's like jasonswank.com slash four. And I interviewed Del Ross of IHG, International Hotel Group. He was the CMO at the time. I said, how can smaller agencies get into bigger age or um, get into bigger brands? And he was like, well, you got to think differently and you don't call me up, try to take me out to golf or try to take me out to dinner or lunch. You got to call me up with something that I need that I haven't heard of. Mm. So at the time I was like, well, okay. So Dell, if I called you up and I said, Hey, have you heard of the Facebook power editor and what you could do with retargeting in the hospitality space? We've been seeing a lot of you know, really big momentum for a couple. I'd love to take five minutes and just show you. He had $80,000 of play money, $80,000 of play money to test out new agencies. So you get your foot in the door. You need to make it an easier decision, less risk, where the big companies can try you out. And you just got to keep building your brand. You got to be consistent. You got to be patient. But you also just have to make it easy and just do, do your job. There's so many agencies I chat with that, or businesses that I chat with that they don't know, like literally they're a lead generation agency, but they can't generate leads for themselves. I'm mm -hmm. like, well, how the hell do you do it for clients? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And, and, I, and I find that really interesting too, because my background used to be in the agency world. And I think you're right. You would be able to generate leads for other people, but you wouldn't necessarily be able to do them for yourselves. You mentioned the slow, the slow play. Um, what are some things that you see that agencies are doing right now that or marketers are doing right now that just it, it maybe it's not right or maybe it's just not the right idea the right approach it's all about no one cares about you mm. so stop telling your story no mm. one cares about it because they're like ah whatever like it's like you going to a conference and that sleazy dude coming up to you and all he talks about is how rich he is and <laughs> and how much money he has and all this BS. And you're like, dude, how the hell do I get away from you? <laughs> Versus if you go up to someone, you're like, and you ask questions. Because by asking questions, you turn the attention to the person. And everybody wants to talk about themselves. So if you can ask questions, make connections, and help them out. So it's all about positioning yourself as a trusted advisor versus positioning you as this huge authority, right? You gotta position yourself as uh, Obi-Wan and the person coming to you is Luke Skywalker and they have a problem and you have to understand what is their problem? What do they want to transform into? How does it make them feel? And what kind of plan can you put together to actually help them? And when you understand this kind of principle or methodology, then it changes everything. Like for example, if you go to my page, my about page right now, like jasonswank.com slash about, you will not find anything about me until the very bottom of the page. It asks questions. It says something like, hey, do you struggle with generating leads or knowing what systems you need to do or relying on referrals to grow your business? Well, you're in the right place. And so I'm asking questions and that's what people need to do. Mm. Switching that over to the brand side, asking questions, you're answering questions when it comes to the, the daily vlog that you guys are doing. Um, what has that transition been from helping agencies growing marketing and then being able to have to you know, market yourself as a, as a thought leader? Well, it's, 
it's really not like I don't even look at it as marketing myself as a thought leader. It's more about just answering the questions that people are struggling with. Mm-hmm. Right. So as I do a podcast interview like this and we're talking about a, a particular topic, an idea will come in my head or like I always joke around with with my team, like when I have the Frank the Tank moments, like when I say something somewhat smart and I'm like, what happened? I blacked out. <laughs> then that's when I reach on, turn over the camera and I'm like, hey, let me shoot an episode this way and let's see how it goes. And that's really how I've been doing the Swank Today show. There's no really content plan on that. And it might surprise a lot of people. There's a content plan for the other podcast. But, you know, I just can't be creative if I'm forced to create something. I have to believe in it. I have to kind of live it right now. That's kind of why it's called the Swank Today Show. It's like today. So, mm-hmm. like, it's not called Swank Tomorrow or Swank Later. It's Swank Today. So whatever I'm thinking and, – and, and if it's actually transitioned not to a daily show anymore. It's more like Tuesday and Thursday, just so I can have some creative freedom to, to create absolutely, it. But absolutely. But yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think that's that's really uh, that's really like wise of you to to do to do that. Um, I would like to just be able to talk a little bit more about the aspect of just growing the audience in particular, because you have a growing audience now. Uh, you grew the agency to what it is. Um, getting your first customer base is always important. It's critical. Um, we talked about a little bit about the agency, but let's just say you're a vlogger or you're a content creator and you're not necessarily hitting the results that you want to. You're not getting in front of the right audience. What are some techniques that have worked really well for you to get yourself in front of those people? Uh, well, you got to create content that they actually want, <laughs> not the create the content that you want. Yeah. So, you know, in the very beginning, I went on sites that people were constantly posting questions of things that they were struggling with. And so originally, the Swank Today Show was really the Ask Swank Show. But I've changed that because I don't want people to think of other people when I said Ask mm-hmm. Swank Show. Mm-hmm. Right? And we all know who we're thinking about. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And he's a good dude. And so I wanted to separate myself from that, even though it's good to be associated with Gary. But... Um, but originally before anybody started asking me questions, I just was like, Oh, I see in this forum or this, uh, Facebook group or LinkedIn group or another site I got banned from. I won't even mention because I think they should go under just for doing it. Cause I was helping people. Um, but 